0: Welcome in, hockey fans, in the desert southwest. Welcome into another edition, another episode, if you will, of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Your host, Scott Strandy, joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host will be joining me in just a minute from North Phoenix, Arizona, Seth Askelson, talking professional hockey in the desert southwest. And my goodness, folks, we have hockey to talk about. Things are uh, starting to begin to look like. We're going to finish the 2019-2020 season at some point in the near future. As uh, as we get prepared to, to get into tonight's show, I do want to tell you we don't have a guest lined up. I may have my good friend Tom Callahan jumping on with us a little later uh, if he is available. If not, uh, Seth and I will take you through. We'll walk you through the scenarios of the proposed 24-team playoff. Uh, we'll get you up to date on what's happening as far as uh, – who's on the ice right now, who's back, what's going on, and uh, also keep you abreast of the ridiculous amounts of cases of COVID-19, which uh, are both here, Arizona and uh, in uh, Las Vegas and Nevada, and, of course, about 20 other states that are seeing rising numbers. So we'll try to break that down for you a little bit as well as the proposed 2014 NHL playoff, which will uh, get – Underway sometime either late July or first part of August, depending on how things play out um, with the virus and all the teams coming back. I know that most, if not all, of the uh, foreign players that had been over in Europe or away from the United States have transitioned back to the United States to uh, begin their 14-day quarantine and then get ready for what will be a – Training camp, I guess you'd call it, in the in, in the end of the season before the playoffs. So that'll start uh, right now, proposed to start July 10th, where all teams will be able to get back to their training camp for about three weeks and then uh, jump into the uh, proposed twenty four team playoff. Very interesting format and in the way things will be done. Uh, as we've talked earlier, uh, the teams will be uh, divided into 12 teams in the West and 12 in the East. Uh, they will play at two hub cities, one in the east, one in the west, and uh, Seth and I will get into that in just a little bit, Um, but it does have 12 teams, which is kind of unique, and the fact that there's 12 in the east and 12 in the west, so it's a 24-team tournament, if you will. There's a play-in round for uh, seeds, uh, what, 5 through 12, and then the uh, round-robin event, which will happen for teams 1 through 4, which will determine what seed uh, the top four teams are, so... It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll uh, play it out for you. I also want to mention it is another hashtag Pucks on the Pod um, show. So at the end of the show, Seth will give you a a trivia question, and uh, we'll let you go at it. Uh, Use the hashtag Pucks on the Pod at IcetimeSW on Twitter. Send your answers in, and we'll select a winner for a nice little prize, t-shirt, and koozies from our friends at Summer Skate. So we'll look forward to uh, to that going on as well tonight. Uh, we do have, uh, so far, two weeks that we've been running this promo. We've got uh, six winners, and the last one, I think, last Wednesday night, uh, came in about six minutes after the show. So be on your toes, be uh, be listening to the, uh, the podcast, and, and jump in. Uh, this week, also, we have uh, not only the Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly tonight, but we have... College Hockey Southwest Weekly tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And, of course, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesday night, 7.30 Pacific Time. So 7.30 on Monday, 6.30 on Tuesday, and then back to 7.30 again on Wednesday for all of our podcasts, which can be found at ITHSW Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. So while I wait for uh, my co-host to join us, um, let's talk just a little bit about what's been going on uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, because uh, things have not sat still, to say the least, in Las Vegas over the uh, last 15, 16 weeks or whatever with the pandemic. The uh, practice facility for the American Hockey League team continues to be built with a uh, target date of opening 1 October, a very significant day in the, uh, the hockey world and in the world of Las Vegas, if you will. So, that that they're all looking forward to that part of it. That, of course, will house the AHL facility, uh, team, and uh, offices. And the the team itself, the Henderson Silver Knights, will play their games for the next year or two over at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas until their new building, um, home building, is uh, completed, which also is in progress now in Henderson near the uh, site of the old Henderson Pavilion. They will build a 6,000-seat uh, arena, and uh, some of the drawings and conceptual uh, pictures came out of what that will look like, and that will be very, very exciting as well. So things in Las Vegas are, uh, are moving right along, and we're, uh, we're happy for that because um, more ice sheets, more teams means more hockey to cover. And here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest, you get all your professional and college hockey covered from the club level all the way up to the NHL level and including the AH AHL level, which includes our Tucson Roadrunners and the now Henderson Silver Knights. So lots of good stuff for you going on. Um, In addition, of course, our NHL teams, like I said, are in the playoff mix. We're waiting um, until about July 1 to find out what's going on with NCAA hockey's schedule. Uh, They are actually waiting until students get back on campus and athletes get back on campus to make sure that everything's safe for them. But club hockey has continued to move along as well because uh, the club teams are uh, full bore ahead as far as the American um, Collegiate Hockey Association, the ACHA, if you will, is uh, doing. So lots of good stuff going on as we uh, look forward to what we hope will be a much better 2021 season than the 2019-2020 season is uh, in the books. But. Looking ahead to those uh, those things in the future, make sure you're staying tuned with us at ITHSW Podcasts as we'll have more and more information as it becomes available, more and more guests as they become available. And uh, we'll keep things rocking and rolling for you. Also, want to give you the, uh, the update that you can jump on to our website at IcetimeHockeySW.com and catch up with stuff there. You can also find us, of course, on social media at uh, IcetimeSW on Twitter, And uh, our YouTube channel, as well as uh, Instagram and Facebook, our Ice Time Hockey SW page there is uh, open for you to jump on as well and become a subscriber or like it or uh, follow us or whatever you can do on social media. So we look forward to all of that. We're going to take one quick break here before uh, before Seth joins us, and uh, we'll take it from there. So here's a couple of words from our sponsors.
2: I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch.
3: Oh, that fortress, that combination of brisket, hot links,
2: fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs.
3: visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com roger klein's Cancion tequila award-winning taste since 2011
4: pre-game like a pro post-game like a champion at college bar and grill located across the street from the iconic a mountain and sun devil stadium and a quick walk from wells fargo arena college bar and grill is your home for the best local craft beer delicious creative cocktails tasty food and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre game like a pro, post game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our Three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com.
5: Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, In in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, It is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and and, and gear. Uh, This product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxipow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States.
0: All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. Still waiting for my co-host. I don't know if he's having some problems tonight or or where Seth Askelson is. But in the meantime, we're going to continue talking uh, NHL hockey and AHL hockey here in the desert southwest. As I said, the Vegas Golden Knights continue to make news, um, as well as with their uh, AHL affiliate. Today they announced they have signed – Tough guy, Ryan Reeves, to a two-year extension, a, uh, a contract at about $1.75 million per year, and uh, have uh, Revo, as he's called in, in Vegas, uh, back in the fold for two more years. So uh, a very comical uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, feed that he put out himself today was the fact that he hasn't accomplished two things yet in hockey that he'd like to get done. First, he'd like to uh, win a Stanley Cup, which he thinks he can still do this season. And secondly, he hasn't won the scoring championship yet, so he's looking to uh, accomplish that that uh, individual goal. So good luck to uh, Ryan Reeves on both of those, and glad to have him back in the fold up in Vegas as well. Uh, if, if you are a Coyotes fan and you want to jump on and, and get on the, uh, on the TV tonight, Fox Sports Arizona is uh, playing a, a Coyotes classic from the 2012 playoffs. So, all kinds of good stuff going on that you can keep up with. Right here, though, let's talk a little bit about the here and now as we wait for Seth, and uh, hopefully he'll be on with us shortly. But uh, the here and now right now, folks, is the uh, proposed 2014 playoff. Um, I'm going to break it down for you just a little bit. We're going to start uh, from the uh, the west and then – or from the east and then move on to the west. So as I said, uh, we will have – 12 teams participating. We don't know for sure yet. It'll be June 22nd when they make the announcement as to where the hub city will be for each. I have been told that Vegas is by far and away the leader in the West right now. And also that uh, Toronto and Columbus are in play for the East. Uh, Again, a lot depends on the, uh, the COVID virus and what happens on that end of it, but there will be a play in round as you probably are familiar with. And, uh, What's going to happen this year, it's been talked about an awful lot, is that the teams, uh, based on their winning percentage at the end of this regular season, which came to a halt about a month ago now, uh, officially, um, will be broken down into a playoff round. And uh, as it looks right now, this is the way the Eastern Conference will break down for you. Uh, let's start at the very top of the uh, the brackets. You have number eight against number nine, which would pit uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, with the winner of that game, of that round, I should say, facing the uh, number one seed in the conference. I'll explain to you how you get to a number one, two, three, and four seed as well in just a minute. Um, the next bracket has the Pittsburgh Penguins, a number five seed against the number 12 seed Montreal Canadiens. They would uh, battle it in a uh, best of five round, and the winner would face the number four seed. Then the number seven team, the New York Islanders, against the number ten team, the um, Florida Panthers, would uh, would be in play right there, and they would take uh, a three best of five uh, round series, and the winner of that series would move on to play the number two seed, which would be the uh, one of the four that are playing off. And like I said, I'll get back to that in just a second. Uh, the next bracket, the final bracket of the playing round in the East would be the Carolina hurricanes the number six seed against the number 11 seed New York Rangers with the winner of that best of five series moving on to face the number three seed. Okay. So how do we get our seeds? One, two, three, and four. Well, there will be a round Robin tournament that'll be played to get the the guys some game action and also uh, decide how they will pair out. So the four teams that were leaving the, uh, the Eastern Conference were the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, and Philadelphia Flyers. So pretty simple. They play a round robin. Uh, the winner of the round robin gets one seed, second, two seed, three, the third seed, and four, the fourth seed. So that's how you would pair them up um, for the next round, or what, they, what they're calling the first round of the playoffs. So there's a play-in round, the first round, then uh, moves on from there to a uh, semifinal round and. the the championship round, which would play for the Stanley Cup. Okay, so let's break that down. Now we look at the Western Conference. The playing round there has the number eight seed Calgary Flames taking on the Winnipeg Jets, the number nine seed, with the winner of that series going on to face the number one seed in the West. Uh, the next bracket would have the number five Edmonton Oilers and the number 12 Chicago Blackhawks in a best of five series, with the winner moving on to face the number four seed in the Western Conference. The number seven seed, Vancouver Canucks, will take on the number 10 seed, Minnesota Wild. The winner of that best-of-five series will move on to take on the number two seed in the West. And the final play-in matchup would be the Nashville Predators, number six seed, versus the Arizona Coyotes, the number 11 seed, with the winner facing off against the number three seed in the West. How do they pair out as far as who plays in the round-robin in the Western Conference? Well, the top four teams that will play the round-robin for seeding are St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. So when you have those uh, those four teams play the round-robin, obviously the winner gets the number one seed, two seed, three seed, four seed, uh, and et cetera. So that breaks down how it would all be played. Uh, lots of things to be decided yet, though, folks. We don't know for sure uh, where these games are going to be played. at. we know it's going to be a hub city. Um, like I said, Vegas is pretty much the locked-on, odds-on favorite. So a lot of people have said, "Oh, you know, Las Vegas will get home ice." Then, right? Obviously, no, that uh, will not be the way it'll be done. The uh, Western Conference teams will move and play in the East, Eastern Conference site, and the Western Con- or the Eastern Conference teams will move to the Western Conference site. That way nobody gets the home ice advantage uh, for the playoff round. So that's the way it's proposed. That's the way it's set up right now. As I said, the the coronavirus is starting to run wild again, and uh, a lot of people are calling it a second wave. There's different things that have been been said. But with that being the case, you look at uh, things could change, right? I mean, we're, what, June 15th right now, and, training camps officially don't start for almost a month. So July 10th. And again, I'll break that down for you a little bit. The, uh, the uh, international players that have left the, or had left the United States and gone back home to their native countries uh, have returned to the United States. However, they're required under this agreement to uh, go into a 14 day quarantine before any of them are even allowed to start going back to their facilities and skating and doing that type of thing. So, Got to get through those first fourteen days. Then they can move on from there and do uh, do their training camp. Hopefully on July 10th. So uh, all things being said, if that uh, if that all plays out, everybody's healthy, everything continues to move smoothly. Then once the uh, the training camp is complete, the teams will all uh, move on to their site, their hub city, if you will, and uh, begin the uh, playing round and the round robin to determine who will be uh, seated where as they proceed to uh, play for a Stanley Cup. So lots of uh, exciting things going on. I know everybody's excited about it. I think one thing we can say for certain folks is that there will not be fans, at least in the uh, the first couple of rounds, uh, unless things really change dramatically as far as uh, what's going on with COVID-19. That being said, you're going to watch a lot of hockey on TV. You're going to see a lot of uh, – probably pool reporting. I don't know how many reporters are going to allow in to, uh, for each club, but there'll be a lot of hockey on TV for you. And uh, we'll whittle this thing down with the hopes of uh, getting it down to, uh, to, you know, where they're going to be. So that's the, the whole key to it is, again, the, the hub cities have yet to be determined. That'll be June 22nd when the NHL will let us know what teams are playing where and, uh how it's all going to play out from there. So we're really looking forward to see what happens in Las Vegas. As uh, you probably are aware, the uh, the casinos opened up uh, June 4th and are still in the process of opening up all of the casinos and getting back. So a lot of eyes are on the uh, the COVID testing and the amount of cases coming in and things like that. So there's um, things going on that, uh, that we'll keep a, a close eye on to see what happens. Uh, I know the NHL would love to play the East uh, hub city out of Toronto. It just makes a lot of sense with Toronto being a big hockey city, but you yeah, have logistical things there that have to be done with players traveling in and out of Canada and Canada's restrictions with the virus as well. So uh, I believe Columbus is the uh, the next one, which uh, could take a, a role in the East. And certainly Columbus is a facility in a city that, could handle 12 teams fairly easily. So that would not be a surprise to me if that were uh, the site. And like I said before, Vegas is a natural for uh, for the West because of what they offer, the uh, five-star amenities, the uh, ability to move people around, the intense security that can be done, the facility at, uh, at um, T-Mobile Arena, and, of course, the other practice facilities which they could make available ability- made available to teams. The city national has two ice sheets and they have the ability to, to go over to, uh, the ice sheet over at, um, MGM grand as well. So there's a bunch of different things that could happen if Vegas is that site. And for, for all practical purposes, I think we can say that if things continue to roll as planned, Vegas will be that, uh, site for the Eastern conference teams to gather and play their games at. Um, and other than that, there, we have the draft coming up. We don't really know uh, how that's going to play out yet. Uh, we have the AHL players that that are kind of in limbo. They really don't know where they're going to be yet. The rosters have been expanded, so a lot of players can get in. I know on the Arizona Coyotes side, uh, their young draftee, uh, Victor Soderstrom, is uh, coming back, if not already back, here in the United States and is available should they want to uh, put him into the lineup. The one thing I can tell you, though, folks, is that uh, the the NHL uh, has gotten a lot of players healthy. Uh, there were a lot of teams that uh, were suffering some pretty dramatic injuries leading into the playoffs and didn't know if they were going to have guys that were going to be able to lace it up had the playoffs been at the, uh, the regular time. So those players now have been able to get healthy, and I think almost every one, if not each player to a man, will tell you that they're ready to start playing some hockey again. They, they're tired of sitting around It's a, it's a difficult thing. They've tried to keep themselves in shape but there's a difference folks between uh, being in shape and being in hockey shape so we'll, uh, we'll see what comes of that in the meantime let's take another quick break and uh, we'll be right back with you again here on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly Hey,
1: Michael here from M-Drive
2: be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch.
3: Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links,
2: fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs
4: game like a pro, post game like a champion at college bar and grill located across the street from the iconic a mountain and sun devil stadium and a quick walk from wells fargo arena college bar and grill is your home for the best local craft beer delicious creative cocktails tasty food and tempe's best atmosphere for arizona state athletics college bar and grill free game like a pro, post game like a champion online at ilovecollege.co
5: Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products were being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, In in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, It is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, This product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxipow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States.
4: Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our Three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com.
0: All right. Welcome back in. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Uh, my co host, Seth Askelson, not with us tonight. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where Seth is, but I'm sure there's a, a very logical reason for why he is not with us. So we'll, uh, we'll hope that Seth is safe and that everything is going well for him. Uh, lots of things to uh, to talk about in the professional hockey world as well. I want to touch just a little bit on the AHL though, because things are uh, are really crazy in the AHL. Uh, lots of things happening here in the desert southwest, as you know. the uh, The season came to a halt, as did a lot of things with COVID nineteen, and uh, the Tucson Roadrunners were uh, crowned the Pacific Division champions. were ha- holding the top spot when things came to an end. So. Another uh, banner to hang in the Tucson Arena for the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, and then just up the uh, the freeway a little bit and and just into Nevada, the Henderson Silver Knights were announced as the uh, name and uh, location for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights AHL affiliate. The uh, the Golden Knights and their owner Bill Foley bought the team from. Uh, from uh, San Antonio, the San Antonio Rampage, moved them to Vegas, uh, built them a nice home uh, that's being constructed right now. We'll be ready October 1 is what we're hoping for in Henderson. And uh, also working on building a 6,000-seat AHL arena uh, at the site of the Henderson Pavilion right now. So lots of good things happening there. The, The beauty of having your AHL affiliate with your NHL affiliate in the same city is obviously logistical things, right? I mean, um, Henderson and Las Vegas or Henderson and Summerlin are, you know, within 20 to 30 minutes of each other. So getting from point A to point B is not going to be an issue. All of the players uh, for both squads will be living in the Las Vegas, Henderson area. Uh, they'll be able to practice if they need to be pulled up or or sent down. The process is very easy and very short. It's not like traveling across the country to Chicago where they've had their affiliate for the past couple of seasons. So everybody's really looking forward to that. Uh, off the ice, though, the, uh, the NHL and the AHL have really done an awful lot in, uh, in Vegas to, uh, to get things moving along. So it's been a lot of fun to see, uh, to see what they've done together to bond the community. And Henderson now has a professional team. To call their very own. If they have just a smidgen of the success that the, uh, the NHL Vegas Golden Knights have, it will be uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, scenario for the people in Southern Nevada because uh, the Golden Knights have taken it by storm um, and now they've got uh, uh, a team to call their own in Henderson. So if you haven't seen the logo yet, I suggest that you get out there and take a look at it. It's a fantastic logo. Uh, the Silver Knights, along with the Golden Knights. Uh, they've done a lot of things co-branding them. Um, there's no mistaking who they belong to as far as their NHL team. So lots of good stuff going on uh, that you want to keep your eye on, and as well down in Tucson. I mean, the Roadrunners have a very good squad. They continue to, to work uh, with the Coyotes and continue to send players up. I know the first group of six that were on the ice on Thursday for the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes were Roadrunners led by a uh, goaltender Aiden Hill. So there's a lot of things happening for hockey fans right here. And I'm just talking about the professional ranks. I haven't even touched with the NCAA program, which we will do tomorrow night on uh, the uh, college hockey Southwest weekly show, as well as the uh, club hockey scene, which I call it an arms race in the club hockey race, because all the teams in the desert Southwest are looking to, uh, to become national champions at the club level. Wow, it's, it's just, uh, you know, when I think back about five years ago when we started Hockey uh what uh, we wanted to do is grow the game. When we look at what's happened, that's certainly happened over the past five seasons, and there's no doubt that it will continue. The ownership situation with the Arizona Coyotes seems to be stabilized uh, with Alex Murillo and uh, now their new um, president and CEO as well, and, the way they've built their uh, their club with uh, John Chica doing an excellent job of building the team with players. And, of course, when you got a coach like Rick Tockett, uh, no stone gets left unturned as he builds a, a championship pedigree. That's what his goal is. That's what he wants to do. And um, that's what he will continue to do with the Arizona Coyotes. So, um, you know, we're looking at uh, a number of different things that uh, – that are happening around the area. Um, we're hoping that maybe here in a few minutes we're going to have our, our very own staff photographer, uh, Zach Monderant, joining us and uh, we'll give an insight with what Zach's been up to and, and uh, how he's looking forward to uh, covering professional hockey here for us in the desert southwest from behind the camera. So we've got that going. I also want to throw out a couple of different things. We have our uh, Sunday special and our What Drives You special. Firing back up again uh, this month and into next month, so uh, you want to keep uh, around for that. Then we also have a big welcome back to hockey uh, planned for the first of August when the teams actually get out on the ice and start playing games. Towards the end of August, the uh, the college kids should be back on campus and they'll be making some noise. And our club hockey guys will start playing in September, and the NCAA guys will start the uh, the first weekend in October and Hopefully we'll be off and running. The first thing we need to do, though, is get this uh, coronavirus uh, set up so that we have that under control. And uh, I believe I might have my photographer on and the graphic designer Zach Bondurant with us. Uh, Zach, are you with us? Zach, if you can hear me, just uh, go ahead and click on any one of the three call-in buttons there, and we'll we'll connect you up live with us, and we'll talk a little hockey. Okay, as we wait for uh, Zach to join us, we'll uh, we'll continue to talk the, the NHL and uh, all the things that are hockey here in the desert southwest. Uh, we've got, as I said, the proposed 2014 uh, playoff set for us. Uh, a lot of talented hockey players there. And one thing we're going to find out this year, folks, is that we're going to have a lot of healthy players ready to go when the playoffs start. So it's not like teams are going to have uh, – guys limping in and things like that. We'll have guys that are, uh, here and ready to rock and roll. So we're looking forward to it. I think I got my photographer and graphic designer with us. Zach,
6: are you with us? Yep. Try this again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The technology is always something, but thanks for joining us in the, in the spur of the moment thing here. I don't know what happened to my co-host. If he's, uh, I hope he's okay. I haven't heard from him, but, uh, thanks for joining us. We're talking professional hockey tonight. So, uh, I want to get your thoughts. I know you're a big Avalanche fan. That's no secret. But uh, <laughs>
6: tell us a little bit about what you think of this proposed 2014 playoff. Um, I like it. Um, I like the fact that they're trying to get everybody kind of back to work, per se. Because um, it's really not just, not just the players they're getting back. It's a couple other the industries as well. So some of the media people... Um, some of the um, the people that work at the rink, security, uh, those guys. So I'm happy they're getting them back. Um, I'm also really excited to to see how this whole format works out, um, adding more teams, uh, getting some teams in there that maybe we haven't seen in the playoffs the past few years just to give them a shot. Um, plus to have the Yotes and the Golden Knights in there, Um that's pretty cool. So it, it's cool to see. Hopefully the, the Yotes get a, a good run at it and we'll see what happens. But as for my abs, they get a first round buy. So I'm super pumped about that. And you know, we'll see what we'll see what it holds from them. But but I think Ryan O'Reilly said it best is you're gonna see some of the best hockey that you've seen ever because everybody's healthy and everybody's itching to go.
0: That's exactly what I was just gonna bring up to you was everybody will be healthy. We've never seen that before. Uh, in the NHL, normally the guys, you know, have played a full season. They've worked their way through some playoff series. And they're, they're just basically battling through uh, whatever it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And this year, uh, they're going to be looking at, what, 20, 22 weeks off before they get back on the ice for a training camp. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be very, very exciting. I want to touch on the, on the, the uh, round-robin part of it, Zach, and just get your thoughts on that. The four teams in the East that are going to play in a round robin to determine the one, two, three, and four seeds: Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, Philadelphia Flyers.
6: Who do you like out of that in the uh, in the round robin portion of it? Um, I mean, he's not going to have any effect on the rink, but um, I love the Flyers because they've got gritty. Who doesn't love that mascot? <laughs> Best mascot, best mascot in the game. But no, um, I mean Boston's <laughs> been tough. Boston's been really tough. But no joke, uh, I I do like the Flyers. Um, I think they've got uh, a hot young goalie with uh, Carter Hart back there that can stand on his head. And if they get the goaltending out of him, um, I think they got a pretty good chance to kind of. To make a run but you're gonna to have to go through boston if you're in the east it looks like
0: yeah i, I would agree with you there i think boston's the uh, uh probably the odds on favorite to uh, to win that although tampa Bay is tough and the capitals you can never dismiss them and like you said the flyers got the best uh, mascot so i mean you can't leave them out
6: right <laughs> that's true uh, he's he's literally my favorite I'm, I'm a little partial to the flyers because of all his content so he's just too funny
0: so, so let me ask you this. As a photographer, uh, how great would it be to be able to get a shot
6: of him uh, or several shots of him in action uh, during a playoff game? Honestly, I'd probably have my lens on him more than I would the game because he just <laughs> – he never stops doing something funny. He's just – I mean, when they had the outdoor game he was streaking across the field that's that's just <laughs> who, who comes up with that that's just phenomenal but um no I would love that that would be the, that would be so rad to to uh to be able to get uh, up close and personal with him and um, since there's not gonna I'm, I'm pretty darn sure there's not gonna be any attendance so I don't know how they're gonna do that I don't know if he's gonna they're gonna bring him and just kind of have him strut around Vegas because, you know, you might as well try and cultivate some fans while you're there and maybe get some people to come see the playoff games.
0: Exactly. And if nothing else, he'll be good. uh, He'll be good camera stuff for uh, face-offs and things like that during the the TV timeouts, if you will. Um, Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about the four teams in the West. We know uh, St. Louis is there. We know your avalanche are there, the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Gonna play a round robin to determine again the uh, top four seeds in the West. Who do you like there? Uh, I know you're gonna say your Avs, but uh, give us a little bit about
6: all four of those teams—what you like and don't like. Um, I mean, the West is where the West is where all the potent teams are. Um, the Blues. I mean, you you talk about those four, just those four teams. That's going to be one through four. Any one of those can win the Stanley Cup. Um, I feel like the Stars have to uh, have to find a groove early and run with it throughout the playoffs, um, but. I don't know. I That's a tough one. I mean, if you literally look at all four of those teams, it's a potential to win the Stanley Cup. The Abs are young, so I don't know that this is their year necessarily because they, they've got a really young core, um, which is built for the long haul. Um, the Knights are – they're kind of – they're chomping at the bit to get back there, and they've pretty much got the, the same roster in place of when they were there. Uh, what was that? two yeah two years ago because the blues won it last year and they were there a year before so yeah um i i don't know i mean the blues the blues are good they you know obviously the defending champs but i like the knights because they're not not just because they're kind of in our territory but also because they they've they've got a lot of talent on that team and, and a lot of those guys know what it's like to get there and and have that heartbreak, and there's no better motivation than that. So I think I think they've got a really good chance at it. Okay, let's talk about the dark horses in the
0: uh, in the Eastern Conference: the number twelve seed Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. and the number eleven seed New York Rangers. I don't think either one of them thought that they would have a, a playoff opportunity at the uh, let, let's say the beginning of March this year. Uh, now they're in. Now they're healthy. Can they do some damage, or are they going to be one and done? Uh, I don't know who's. And listening here, here it is. To this. <laughs> here, here it is. Mo- Montreal and Pittsburgh. Montreal and Pittsburgh uh, in the in the uh, playing round, and yep. the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the Rangers in the playoff round. So let's start Montreal and uh, and Pittsburgh. Are they one and done, <sighs> the, and the the Penguins move on? I don't know who's listening,
6: Scott. I don't want to say <laughs> something wrong here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, uh, I think the Leafs move on. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, takes Montreal out. That's it's the Penguins. You you can't you can't count Crosby and Malkin out. Um, the Hurricanes and 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 Rangers. Rangers. That's who. That's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I still feel like the Hurricanes have the better chance at it. The um, so Rangers are still. They're in that rebuild phase, but, um, I, I honestly, I guess it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Uh, I think the most interesting series out of that is the Islanders and Panthers. Um, cause I think the Panthers slid towards the end of before this stuff was going. Um, but I still feel like they're a pretty solid team. Um, so I think the most interesting is going to be the Islanders and Panthers. Um, in the East, at least. Well, you know what? our uh, My co-host on uh,
0: College Hockey Southwest Weekly will be very happy that you like the New York Islanders and at least give them an opportunity because he's on Long Island. I know he's listening tomorrow <laughs> or tonight or whenever he gets a chance to listen to it. But, okay, so let's jump over to the, uh, the Western Conference. The, uh, the last two teams in, if you will, the uh, number 11 Arizona Coyotes and the number 12 Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are uh, pitted against the Edmonton Oilers, which I don't think anybody wants to
4: play the Oilers in a
0: play-in round. Um, but the Coyotes and Nashville are going to do battle, and that might be my odds on favorite to be one of the best uh, play-in rounds.
6: Um, I th- I wouldn't disagree with you, but I also think that the Canucks and Wild is going to be a pretty uh, crazy yeah. one too. <laughs> I, um, was gonna, I was going to say, I bet that's one that you're going to bring up because – that is going to be a battle. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a drag out fight. I feel like um, if the Wild uh, get going early, um, if not, then I feel like that could be a bulldozer. Um, and Vancouver has that talented uh, triple threat of Pedersen and Boser and um, oh, now the name escapes me. Um. It's in the West, oh. people. It's, I'm an abs fan, so I try and stay focused <laughs> on my abs. I'll, I'll figure the name out, but um, I, you know, but the the Yotes and and the Preds that will probably be a good one too. Um, but the Calgary Flames, that's also another team to watch off. That's what I'm saying. Like the West is just so stacked, and honestly, anybody could win it out of the West because the last team to get in was the Blackhawks. They've won three Stanley Cups in this in this era so it's like gosh you never know so yeah exactly so
0: so let me ask you this when you look at the playing round and the seedings eight nine is calgary uh, winnipeg the winner gets the number one seed is there anybody that wins the west in the play in the uh, round robin and gets that number one seed that's really looking forward to either getting calgary or calgary or winnipeg in the first round
6: Oh, man. <laughs> no, they're honestly, not. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they're not. But even look at it, the three of the potential – three of the four teams that could play them, those three are in Winnipeg's division. Right. So, honestly, like, it probably – and then the – it probably be best for one of those three to get them because if Vegas gets them – I mean, I don't know how many times they've played them. I know they're guaranteed to play them three times, but I don't know, you know – how many they've, how much experience they've had with them, but it would be a really good series if the Blues, Abs, or the Stars got them because they've they're in the same division. There's a little bit of bad blood there. It'd be good for the viewers at least.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about that Nashville uh, Arizona uh, play-in round. Uh, that one we've seen before. I was just watching a glimpse of it uh, before the show started tonight on uh, Fox Sports in 2012 when those two did battle and. The Coyotes ended up winning. Then the Phoenix Coyotes ended up winning uh, four games to one and won it on home ice. And I was seeing the whiteout at Gila River Arena, and I was going like, that's how we imagine hockey being played here in the desert southwest. Yeah. So just your thoughts on that matchup.
6: Um, For the Yotes and Predators, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i really excited for it. Like I said, the, the Coyotes are – they're a good team and i i really think that they can make a a a run if they find their groove um and and they get that chemistry going and i mean honestly like it would be phenomenal for the fans to be there um because i'm pretty sure arizona did it first and then the winnipeg jets followed it because they had their whiteout uh for the for the playoff series i think too but um no, I, I would really, really like to to see the the Coyotes go far and kind of prove that this team that um, that has kind of been that that has been the team of of challenges over the years to to persevere and and get to a really strong playoff run. Well, that uh, was yeah.
0: that was that was very politically correct when you said challenges, because <laughs> we all know living down here in the desert southwest what the uh, the Coyotes organization has been through, and I commented uh, earlier in the show, Zach, about uh, just how stable they have become now. I think uh, Alex Murillo has done a really good job, even with the COVID nineteen stuff and stabilizing the organization, and you know they're not quite there yet. And I, and I use them right now. It's not really fair, but I use them as the, the measuring stick with the golden Knights. And you see, uh, if you go to Vegas and you look at what's happened, you'd never know other than the games weren't played that the golden Knights were not just continuing on headstrong, right? They brought in their AHL affiliate. They're continuing to build ice sheets. They're signing players. They signed Ryan Reeves today for a two year extension at 1.75 million a year. Yeah. Uh, It it seems like nothing affects Vegas. They just continually move on. And and when you look at the Coyotes organization, and and I love it, and I love for them to be very successful and continue, but, you know, we don't hear anything from the Coyotes organization. We don't hear anything with Taylor Hall. We don't hear anything with other players being signed or or whatever it might be. And I think as a fan it's difficult because you want to get excited about your team and you want to – back them with everything that you got but when you're not hearing anything to excite you other than the fact that they're back on the ice now and doing some six six skaters at a time drills on their own um it's hard i mean it's really hard to do that i mean even you look at your avalanche uh you talk about them they've got players signed they got guys coming in there's this new fresh blood like you said they're young they're looking forward to the long run um Just give me some, some thoughts about that. How how difficult is it to be an Arizona Coyotes fan right now? Well, you're excited that they're in the playoffs, but, but yet there's still so much uncertainty.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know they got the, I know pretty much the big news out of the Coyotes organization was the new CEO. So that's been the thing. Um, But I think a lot of the fans look at it as, you know, the consistency, um, they made that run with Doner, Shane Doan, um, and Mike Smith. Oh my gosh, I think it was early two thousands, maybe or late two late, just before two thousand ten. I, I can't really remember, but um, but since then, it's it's been kind of a, a swing and a miss almost. Um, you got John Chaika came in and started doing a lot of the analytics and and making a lot of moves to get a younger. Team and I think kind of took a little bit of what Coach Powers did with ASU was try and get some big, nasty guys to make sure they don't get pushed around, and then started cultivating a farm system. But um, yeah, they they really got to make some noise, I think, in this playoffs to to solidify that this is a this is a franchise to to reckon with from now on. Um, and I really, really hope they do. And I think, um, I think they're moving in the right direction. It's just one of those things. It's a lot of like with the COVID thing, it's like, can we hurry it up? You know, let's <laughs> Rick, let's, we're ready move it along. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, with uh, Rick talk being a former, you know, I, I, I love him as a coach and I know his, his playing career of a tough guy, his tough guy role. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a good a good fit for the job and I think they're getting the right pieces and the stars aligned to to make a run. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to take advantage to make a run and plant that flag in the ground and say this is this is us moving forward and we are here to stay. All right, so that's our NHL coverage. We've got just a few minutes left, Zach. Let's uh,
0: let's talk a little AHL because I know you're really excited with the uh, with the camera lens to get out and, and cover some AHL hockey, but the Golden Knights brought their farm team. Uh, they, they basically bought the San, San Antonio Rampage, moved them to Vegas, and they will have their uh, – or to Henderson, I should say. They will have them in Henderson to practice, and they'll have them playing at the Orleans Arena um, I know you haven't had a chance to get down to Tucson a whole bunch, but as we uh, get rolling this year, how excited are you to, uh, to shoot some games uh, of AHL hockey when you got the Silver Knights and maybe Silver Knights and
6: Roadrunners? Uh, well, I'm really excited and a little connection with the Avalanche because, you know, I always got to take care of my boys. The San Antonio Rampage used to be a part of the Avalanche <laughs> organization, yes. and now they yes. come to Vegas. So kind of comes full circle. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I want. I want to see. Um, I, I'm. I'm hoping to to make it to as many games as I possibly can. Obviously, you know, um, I love. I love the game of hockey. I love shooting it. Um, and I really. I hope to see the the Pashniks brothers, or hopefully Brinson in the pros, and Steiner down. Uh, and we can see what's going on with him down in the minor leagues and catch him in arizona and vegas but uh, i'm excited to, to hopefully get the, that opportunity to to see those guys there and maybe joey decord um get some some former sun devils uh before and after picks ah, so i hear you uh, that, that yeah we would excited. be excited
0: absolutely okay so so the new facility in, in Vegas is uh, is going to be underway here shortly. The new six thousand seat uh, in Vegas in Henderson again. Henderson wants their own identity. <laughs> I got to get that straight. Uh, at the pavilion site, it's uh, it's going to be a beautiful. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the artist renderings of it yet, but it's going to be fantastic. They, uh, it, you know, I was talking to uh, Stephen Marsh, my co-host on on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, and he was telling me that they uh, are very conscientious about the building and uh, the neighborhood in Henderson. They, so they're going to dig down and not let the top of that building obstruct too many views of the strip from Henderson and from other things in Henderson. So uh, that just tells you the work that Bill Foley does. He never takes a day off on anything, right? He, he knows what he wants to do, and he's so in tune with what the community and the, the city of Henderson and the city of Las Vegas want and what they need to provide. And it, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, it, it's so ridiculous how he's able to get things done, but that's why, right? I mean, he's conscientious. He works with everybody. He, he's a uh, peacemaker in getting something done.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you said it right there. The guy knows how to get stuff done and he, he can see the full picture uh, he, he can look at the full picture and and kind of make uh, a good decision and, and and work with people and I think that's important especially when you're trying to build that fan base. Uh, you don't want any small snags to just kind of to hold you up. you want you want to cultivate the fan base and you want to give them um, some great entertainment and yeah it's the building is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be no expense spared. Um, because he's just all about building Vegas hockey, and uh, I, I think it's—I <laughs> think they're going to do just as well as the pro team. Uh, I think people are going to latch onto these guys, and and um, it's going to be a great atmosphere.
0: Well, that's what I said too. I think uh, you know when you go to Vegas and you can't get a ticket, uh, basically for a Vegas Golden Knights game. So if there's five, six thousand people that would like to go and can't get tickets. Next best thing is to go over to uh, to Henderson and and watch that. I know he's making it very fan friendly, but I also know he's got a lot of season ticket holders that have put deposits uh, down to uh, to be a part of it. So it's going to be exciting the way they mesh everything. Uh, I know you've been very familiar with our hashtag Pucks on the Pod, right? Where we ask a trivia question. So you got a trivia question? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Um, i didn't, i didn't want to put you on the spot <laughs> let's see Ooh, that's a tough one give me a second here does it have to be
0: uh something from the, the be... desert southwest either coyotes or uh or golden knights or something pertaining here if you can pick one if not i have a, I have a backup but i'm gonna give you a minute or two just to think about it while I yammer on here because we got time to talk about it but this is your chance for fame you can uh, you can determine who gets the uh, summer skates prize package tonight uh, based on your trivia question or like i said i can throw mine out there but
6: it doesn't have to be that difficult this can be something that's kind of crazy but uh if you've got one let me know all right give me a second here i think i got something brewing go okay. ahead go ahead and yammer on like you were talking about <laughs> and then I'll you know i can yammer right you know i can yammer okay i just want
3: to make so, sure i get a good one
6: yeah
0: Okay, you think you think about it. I'll talk to, tell the fans a little bit about Pucks on the Pod and what it means. We are trying to build our, uh, our followings on the podcast, on the website, on social media. The hashtag Pucks on the Pod is what we've come up with for the month of June and July. If you can answer the trivia question, uh, reply to the hashtag Pucks on the Pod at IceTimeSW on our Twitter account. Let us know what the correct answer is. We will select a winner. We've had six already. We've got more to go. We've got T-shirts. We've got koozies. We've got all kinds of stuff coming from Summer Skates, our, uh, our sponsor for the next two months on this uh, promo. But more importantly, get to the, uh, the podcast wherever you get your podcast and sign up, subscribe so you never miss one. Download it, please. Listen to it when you can. And, uh, and stay tuned with us Monday night. It's, college, or it's Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tuesday night is College Hockey, our NCAA show, and Wednesday it's our uh, our Club Hockey show, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. So get there, join us, and uh, be a part of it. All right, did I give you enough time with my And You got something? Yes, sir, I've got All right. it. All right, here it goes, right. folks. Puck's on the pod. Here is a trivia question for tonight by our own graphic designer and photographer, Zach Mondoran.
6: All right, so in 2017, the Golden Knights had – their entry draft, their expansion draft. Yes. What player was picked from the Colorado Avalanche to go to Vegas?
0: Ooh, he even tied it in with the Colorado (laughs) Avalanche. Okay, one more time. Give it to us one more time, Zach. Here's your trivia question for hashtag Pod at IceTimeSW on Twitter. Go ahead one
6: more time. All right, so in 2017, the Golden Knights had their expansion draft And what player was selected by the Golden Knights and given up by the Colorado Avalanche?
0: Ha, very good. Very, very good. Thanks for joining me in a a pinch when I really needed somebody. I knew I could count on you. Thanks for jumping on with us. Now, uh, get back to work. We got a car to uh, decorate. (laughs) Absolutely.
6: That, and I think I got a graphic because we uh, we have an extension in the desert southwest, so I'll get you rolling with that with Ryan Reeves.
0: Ah, oh, very good. I love it. All right, folks, that's another edition of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. For uh, my co-host tonight, Zach Bondurant, jumping in for me. This is Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona, saying good night with a little De Niro from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Until next week, be safe, and we'll see you again on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. <laughs>